Oh, hello. Can we please talk about UFC 275? Holy shit. Did you see that card? God, that, that was a fun one. That was so if you haven't watched it yet, find a way to go back and see a recap of that fight card. God damn. God damn. Sometimes the UFC comes really good and that was uh that was one of those times. So anyway, what I'm going to do, I'm going to recap. Well, I mean it was great, but not for my bets. I mean, good lord. I mean, sometimes I get it wrong, but not as heroically wrong <laughs> as this. I mean, you'll see in a few moments when I go over what I actually said and then uh, what actually ended up happening. It, it was It's almost like the MMA gods hate my fucking guts. But anyway, no, but it is funny, though. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's at least funny. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be running through uh, a recap of UFC 275, having a quick look at the news. Uh, there's some people, bare knuckle boxing, a couple of big names coming to London, should be good. Uh, I'm going to go into that, you know, there's a certain superstar who's who's kicking kicking bags with a titanium shin bone. I wonder if you can guess who, who that is. Uh, yeah, all that and more on the Burt Locker episode 121. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, wow, I mean, what a great fight card UFC 275 was. Really was. It was good fun. Uh, I was disappointed. Bontorin versus Cap got cancelled. Uh, bloody cancel culture. It's gone, it's gone rampant, hasn't it? Fucking cancelling fights all over the fucking place. Cancelling comedians. It's, it's all bullshit. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It, it was, a, uh, it was, I think it was a weight cut issue for Mr. Bontorin, uh, which is a shame. I mean, because he's, he's, uh, he's had some problems with... Uh, with USADA as well, it isn't ideal. But anyway, that but that was on paper a really interesting fight, and it's a shame. Hopefully they'll rebook that soon. Uh, Jake Matthews, wow, good lordy, go back and watch that fight, Joey. He that was fucking cracking performance. Considering he's he's generally like considered like more of a grappler, and he was fighting a very very good kickboxer, and well. It was uh, it was spectacular, just spectacular strikes, hard hits, just ended up with like a savage knockout. Well done, Jake Matthews. God damn, what a performance! Uh, way to bounce back from that loss to uh, to Brady. Uh, so anyway, that, I was looking at possible new like opponents for um, Jake Matthews. I think that he needs like a a name, but uh, someone who's just outside of the rankings. Uh, looking at um, Chisea. If he's still fighting, I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but if Chisea is still fighting, I think that could be quite a fun fight because they're both, um, you know, tough guys who like to stand, but they're both very good grapplers as well. So it'd be very interesting to see uh, to see what would happen there. Um, uh, Ramazan Emiv, he's just disappointing at this point, isn't he? Uh, I mean, for God's sake, usually when you place a bet on somebody from Dagestan with that style beard who likes to wrestle, it's usually a fucking safe bet. Not with Ameev, it's not, apparently. Now, apparently that, that M1 middleweight championship ain't worth shit, son. I'm just kidding. No, he's obviously, he's a tough guy. Um, he's, he's just, no, Jack, Della Mala, Jack uh, Madalena 
was just very good, honestly. I did say actually before, like in the in my analysis of it, that Madeleine has got an excellent one-two. His striking is very, very good, very solid. It will be interesting to see where he goes from here because he's slightly older, but he's just he's just coming into his own. I think it's a good time for him to be kind of heading up the uh, the welterweight division. So I think again. Uh, as with Matthews, he probably needs uh, another unranked guy, but with a slight name. Now, Mr. Daniel Rodriguez fits that bill very nicely. Mr. Rodriguez is known for uh, obviously taking out Mike Perry and Kevin Lee. Uh, so he's he's very, very good, is uh, Daniel Rodriguez. It would be a fun, violent matchup, that one, because they both like to stand and box, and they're both bloody good at it as well. So, fucking Shelby, or Maynard, or whoever, just... Put that one together, would you? Do me a favour, hey, hey. Go on, you know it'd be fun. Then we've got, um, obviously, Zhang Weili versus Yohani Yachenchuk. What a fight again. It was almost like they picked up exactly where they left off. It seemed like Yohani's head was even swelling in the same way again. Like It was, it was uh, kind of weird. But uh, Zhang Weili obviously finishing that with an absolutely spectacular spinning back fist right on the ear. Uh, crushed uh, Yohani Yachenchuk, who then... Retired gracefully. Uh, you know what? Congratulations, Joanna. What an incredible career she's had. I mean, she was uh, the um, women's strawweight goat. Still is, honestly. Like, it's going to take some doing to surpass what she managed to do. And, uh, you know, wish her all the best in retirement. It's always nice, you know, because, like, look, she's, she's getting out of there kind of intact. She's made a lot of money. She makes a lot of money outside of the octagon as well. And she says, look, she wants to be a mum and she wants to, you know, to go and focus on that. And that is brilliant because, look, ha ha they, they couldn't line up any more perfectly, could it? It's, you know, fair play to her. Thank you for another incredible fight, Joanna. And thank you, Zhang Weili. Look forward to seeing Zhang Weili uh, going forward against probably Carla Esparza next. Um, uh, a lot of people are saying that Carla Esparza has got no chance against Zhang Weili, but let's not speak too soon. Carla Esparza does know how to do one thing very well, and that's win. Lately, she's just managed to win by hook or by crook, whether you agree or whether you don't. She's found ways to win, and you can't, you cannot count her out completely, although that performance from Zhang Weili certainly... Uh, I mean, it would scare the fuck out of me if I had to fight her next, honestly. Good Lord. Uh, Valentin Shevchenko, she skates by just barely. Uh, it wasn't a robbery. Uh, I would say that on the actual walkout, for, uh, I said, well, I watched Valentina walking out. I said, something is not right with her. She's, she's ill or something. I noticed she had like a bit of a weird, she had like a lump on the back of her knee. I'm wondering if that was like a staph infection or something like that, because... When Bruce Buffer was introducing him, it was weird. She looked very, very pale. Her nose was red. It was like, I don't know, she looked ill. She looked very, very, like, ill. And uh, apparently, uh, yeah, she did have a slight injury going into it, but it wasn't what I thought it would be. And, um, yeah, she, she, yeah, apparently she had a, a foot injury or something like that. Uh, she was at the Institute all week kind of working on her mobility. She wasn't able to walk on it properly. I'm not getting, no, that's not, it, but... She clearly wasn't right, <laughs> Joe. It's, I'm not taking anything away from Santos, but Valentina wasn't anywhere near 100%. I mean, not that any fighters are. Generally, every fighter's got niggles here and there, as Valentina actually alluded to when she was talking about her foot. She said, you know, she's always, she's always got something going on. But I thought her mobility and her ability to, like, to kind of move out of the way and, and, get, and shrug off takedowns was severely compromised. 
Uh, I think there might have been more to it than just that foot. I don't know. I'm no expert, but she, she didn't look right to me. But even though she didn't look right, she still managed to get the win. I know a lot of people are saying that um, Talia Santos definitely won that fight. She didn't definitely win that fight. Look, it was arguable, but I, I still believe that there has to be such a thing as championship advantage. I think that in order to take that belt, you have to really, you have to beat the champion, not just do as well as the champion. It's why the belts don't change hands on draws. Now, Look, and there's, there's the you know, the counter argument to that is that you know, obviously that you have to score the fight as the fight, but you can make uh, you know it, it's it was close. Uh, the last two rounds definitely um, Valentina won, and then it all comes down to whether she won, you know, one of the uh, one of the first three rounds. And you know the judges. The most important thing is the judges thought that she did. So moving on, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens if um, we could possibly see uh, Valentina against Misha Tate next because uh, Tate's got to fight Lauren Murphy, which is by no means a walkover. Like Lauren Murphy is tough as old boots. She's actually really quite impressive. Uh, so it's her against Tate next. And I think Valentina has already said that she would happily welcome Tate uh, into another title fight if Tate was to get that win. Sorry, just grabbing a little bit of coffee there. Um, then obviously we had the main event. And if you haven't seen the main event, it was one of the most crazy light heavyweight title fights I've ever seen. Thank you, Jiri. Thank you, Glover, for such incredible performance. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Like, well, you couldn't ask for anything more in a title fight. You really couldn't. It was, uh, it, I can't put into words how good it was. You, should, you really, if you haven't seen it, you really need to watch it. Um, Glover was still very impressive. Uh, Jiri was still, was, was obviously very impressive. I mean, who saw that submission coming? I mean, if you, people that are saying, yeah, I, I had Jiri by submission, show me a bet slip or it didn't fucking happen. You liars. Bunch of fucking liars, aren't you? Uh, anyway, like, it, it's just, yeah. I've, uh, uh, but, I mean, my bet was heroically wrong. In fact, I made a statement before I, I said, if Glover Teixeira takes Yuri Prochaska's neck, then it's over. And then in the fifth round, uh, Glover jumps for that guillotine and slips right off. Fuck me. Could the, could the MMA gods hate me any worse? And then to have Glover actually lose by submission after me making that statement. Uh, but what I say doesn't matter and my predictions don't matter. So it uh, is what it is. I feel bad for Glover because I think that Glover, honestly, if he'd have carried on striking, there's he would have put Jiri away. And the fact that he, you know, he kind of let that choke get sunk in 30 seconds towards the end of the fight... And two out of three judges had him up on the scorecards. Irrelevant. It didn't go to the scorecards, I know. But, yeah, well done to Jerry Prochaska. But, uh, yeah, commiserations to Glover Teixeira. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, is, uh, one of the comments that I saw, like, it's one of the things that's interesting, right? Is I love the comments, by the way, guys. Keep them coming because I love them all because they, they help with my algorithm. You're helping me out a lot. Even even when people say some not-so-complimentary things, it's, uh, it's always welcome. But one of the things I see quite a lot, and it happened on this fight, obviously, uh, is like, no one ever comments on the videos where I get the prediction right. Even if it's quite a bold prediction and it goes right. Not a fucking peep. Uh, 
But whenever I get one wrong, as I did this weekend, and it happens a lot, anytime you make predictions, you put your neck out there and you make predictions before the fight, there's a good chance it doesn't go, because I'm very specific with my predictions as well. So there's a lot of scope for them to go wrong. But one of the comments that I see every single fucking time when you get one wrong is, oh, that aged well, shut the fuck up, you fucking sanctimonious pricks. Oh, well, oh yeah, you make your predictions after the fights, do you? You fucking clowns. You absolute fucking frauds. Joey, you know I mean? this is like, yeah, yeah, anyone can make predictions after the fucking fight. Anyone saying, oh yeah, oh, I knew Joey Pachowski would get the submission. Bet slip or it didn't happen. Show me the fucking bet slip, you absolute fucking frauds. That being said, thank you for the comments. I really do appreciate it. It helps with my algorithms. And you know what? It's all fun and games. It's all it's all like in good humor. Because at the end of the day, look, yeah, yeah, you're right. I got that one heroically wrong. Because Glover got the neck and he slipped right off like a fucking wet sausage. Ugh, that's a horrible image, isn't it? Fucking Glover chair and a wet sausage. Ugh. Oh, let's move on from that. Move on from that, eh? Anyway, uh, I'd just like to say uh, thank you to everyone who, who watches this. Could you please like, share and subscribe? And um, yeah, also, if you can go over and check out the Patreon, it's the best way to support the show. Exclusive, uh, the, ex the picks are extended and there are extra picks, like exclusive for the Patreon now, because I feel like it just needs some more extra content there and some extra picks. It's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good way to reward my Patreon uh, members. And also you get early access to the picks as well. And it's just, like I said, it's a great way to support the show. Also, could you go over and support my mate, uh, Dave Keen, the CMA podcast. I had a great time uh, breaking down the fights uh, beforehand. Apologies, my picks were, um, were awful. Dave, I believe, you know, I can't, can't remember. I'll have to rewatch it because I can't remember what all of your picks were, but I'm fairly sure you got, I'm fairly sure you had Prochaska, but I think you had him by knockout. Um, I mean, if you had him by submission, I pray to God that you, that you put that bet on and you're a millionaire. Be a millionaire. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm going to put a little link into that uh, breakdown video because it's just a fun chat as well. Me and Dave, we're, we have really good fun uh, breaking down the fights and it's a good time. So go and check out his channel as well. It really is. It's, it's well worthwhile. He's got some really terrific interviews. And uh, yeah, he, he's interviewed um, Bass Rutten, uh, Raquel Pennington, uh, the Hand Grenade... Um Marcus Davis, like some really, really like top interviews as well. Well worth, well worth a look. So uh, yeah, let's move into the news. We've got uh, MB, the, the, the two bare knuckle boxers that I was talking about earlier that are heading over to London, uh, Mike Perry versus MVP. Now, uh, yeah, that's, that's actually interesting. I mean, it'll be an absolute shit show, but I'll definitely watch it. I do subscribe to BKFC because it is fun. It is fun to watch. A lot of people are saying this is going to be an, an easy fight for MVP. I'm, maybe I mean he's got the reach and obviously he's very very skilled but I mean man like bare knuckle is made for Mike Perry I mean he is just a psychopath he's a hard man like he can, he's tough he can he can hit and get hit and it's somebody who can walk through fire oh no it might not be as big a walkover for MVP as people are thinking because bare knuckle boxing is very different very very different he won't have the use of his kicks um yeah I'm, I'm actually interested to see it Really interested to see it. And then we've got uh, Mr. Conor McGregor. He is back kicking that bag as if nothing ever happened. He's got his titanium shin bone all hooked in there. And he's smacking that bag 
Why does this make the news? I mean, it does make the news. It's like, look, at the end of the day, it's nice to see that his leg is holding up. That's good. That's good. I want to see Conor McGregor again. I might not be the biggest fan of, like... I don't know. Actually, I am, I am a fan. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. It's, it's weird. I, I like him because he's such an anti-hero. And whether you like him or not, you cannot deny the electricity that he brings to a UFC event. There really is nothing else like it. He is the biggest star in the UFC that the UFC has seen. And it's going to be a shame when he finally really hangs it up rather than doing these fake Twitter posts. Thanks for all the cheese. I'm out. He ain't. I'm hoping to see him back. And it'll be a fun spectacle, whoever he fights. Who, whoever he decides. Him versus Chandler, that would be a fucking cracking matchup. And I've heard rumours that that would happen. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. So then we're going to move on to Troll of the Week. Uh, got a couple of really funny ones here, actually, to be fair. Oh, I really enjoyed him. So you've got, this is Conor McGregor after Saturday night. And he's put that uh, Jerry Prochaska hair thing on, which I did notice was less solid than when he fought Reyes. Like he had it like ponytailed, so it flopped around a bit more. Maybe that's what helped him get out of that, uh, out of that guillotine. Who knows? Because if it was uh, like that solid handle that he had when he fought Reyes, I thought that might have been a real problem to get out of guillotines. But yeah, you never know. And then you've got, when a fighter asks, because I don't know if it's, I think it's on Pawn Shop. You've seen that, that show, Pawn Shop, where the ball guy is just like, hey, look, the best I can do is $10 or something like that. So you got um, when, when a fighter, Dana White, dislikes, asks for a fight. Best I can do is a Dagestani wrestler. Uh, I mean, hey, look, if they give you Ramzan Amiv, then you're probably in with a shot because he has let me down so many times now and that is everything i've got time for this week uh let's have a quick sneak look at the fight card for this week it's a it is a fight night i know that there is one on because i know because basically we've got like um like uh yeah i don't know like 10 weeks worth of oh hello oh qatar versus Emmett. that is a fight Woo! that yeah that's a hell of a fight I didn't know that had come up already. Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. They've rescheduled that one for this one. Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. Hello. Hakim Buckley's fighting. Albert Dure. I've never heard of him. Ah, uh, Julian oh, Marquez. Isn't that the Cuban Missile Crisis against Gregory Rodriguez? Decent. Oh, there's some really good fights on here. Adrian Yanez is back. I haven't seen him in a minute. Jeremiah Wells. Who the hell is he? Fighting, fighting Court McGee. Eddie Wineland's back. Gets Cody Stamen. Oh, well, that's an interesting one. Phil Hawes. Roman Delice. Interesting. Gets Carl Dorcas. Oh, that is interesting. Oh, that's a very interesting fight card. So, I am going to be doing a lot of bets on that one. They're likely to be terrible, but the breakdowns are pretty good. I do give a lot of information so that you can make your own assessments and see what you want to bet on. Don't just rely on what I want to bet on. I do go, I do go into quite a lot of detail looking at their styles because I watch a lot of their fights. It's what I like. It's what I enjoy to do on a Thursday night. What I do is I sit and I just watch fights on Fight Pass of the guys who are coming up. I remember quite a lot of them anyway because I do watch every event live because I just enjoy it. I just enjoy watching watching the UFC and if you're watching this you probably enjoy watching the UFC as well but yeah it, it's uh there's uh, there's often at least nuggets of wisdom and uh, and some insight into into the research that goes into the bets but I then throw it away by just being far too specific with my bets 
because uh, the more specific it is, the more terrible it is. So until Friday, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.